Hey everybody, welcome to Tales from the Fog. I am your host, Veronica. With me is Casey. And this time we had the opportunity to do something really fun. We got to record a live podcast at Midsummer Scream 2019. We hosted a panel called So You Want to Be a Haunter, and we were able to interview members of Calhauns, who did the beautiful uh, entrance at the front of the Hall of Shadows this year. So, without further ado, here's the podcast. Alright, hey everybody and welcome to the first live Tales from the Fog podcast. How is everybody doing today? We have a very special panel of guests here and I want to make sure we give it up for them for that amazing Hall of Shadow insurance. Uh, I think they're insane, but it was absolutely amazing. So give it up for them for putting their heart and soul into that. Um, my name is Casey. I'm the host of Tales from the Fog, along with my lovely wife, Veronica. How are you doing? Hey, everybody. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And then uh, let's go ahead and introduce our panel. We're going to start off with Guy right over here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, he's been a home hunter for 25 years, and during that time, he's built and designed yard displays through to full-blown walkthrough attractions, and they usually feature a new theme every single year. And Guy, what was uh, your favorite thing that you worked on in the Hall of Shadow entrance this year? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Well, that's a loaded question. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> emptying the bottles of liquor in between the saw cuts. And those who know me know that's probably the truth. I gotta say, you know, building a full-size plane is well, three-quarter size plane. Yeah is amazing. I mean, if you think about the technology in the old days of how they actually made a device, we're brave enough to climb in on top of it with a few gallons of gasoline under their butt and take off. That's cool. When somebody tells you, hey, we got this great idea, we're going to crash one inside a building and set it all up, it's like, I've never done that before. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. I really enjoyed that. Wow, it's awesome, too. I love the little tiki monster that's hanging on the flaps. <laughs> hanging down, giving us a show. Yes. Yeah. All right, next up on our uh, list is Preston Meyer right over here. Rotten Apple 907. Yeah. <laughs> He's been a hunter for 29 years, and he tackles everything from animatronics, pneumatics, electronics, mini processors, uh, electrical wiring, lights, uh, flat building and uh, fire department permitting, which might be a good question if you guys have any issues with that. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of home haunts too. Uh, Preston, what was your favorite thing you worked on at the Hall of Shadows today? Uh, I think again, the airplane. Uh, being creative in building something that was built in a whole different way back then because they used a concrete form to form the plywood and of course we didn't do that uh, but still make it look reasonably accurate so it's believable when people come in and say oh that's an airplane uh, yeah that was our biggest challenges here awesome 
Uh, next we have Diane Meyer. Diane has been running Rotten Apple 907 Haunt for 29 years. Can we just take a moment and appreciate that? 29 years, guys. <laughs> That's fantastic. She's an artist with a deep passion for decorative painting, which started with her when her daughter was young and turned into a career teaching all over the states and published over 13 books. That's fantastic. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> but, but as the, uh, the rhythm is going, can you tell us about your favorite thing about the entrance to the Hall of Shadows? The favorite thing that I, that I well, because I worked on it, was the tiki, the large talking tiki. Tum-tum. Tum-tum. <laughs> and Dimitri here is the one that I carved it out of white, out of foam, and then Dimitri got it running. Well, got parts of it running, then Preston got the other parts running. So it's a combination of everything. So that was fine. And everybody's having a blast playing with it. It's pretty yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right, next we have Greg Packard. Greg Packard is a veteran home haunter with more than 15 years of experience, progressing from a small display to a large-scale, highly-themed walkthrough attraction called Restless Souls Manor. That's awesome. Yay. All right, so now tell us about your favorite thing in the entrance to the Hall of Shadows. So I'm that person that never answers a question. So... <laughs> you don't have that option today. They laugh because they know. Um, so... I really enjoyed everything from the entire design through build. You enjoyed set up, everything? Everything. <laughs> every step, really? every moment. It's been fantastic. Uh, I mean, yeah, the plane was great, but I got to tell you, I have a love-hate relationship with that sign. <laughs> because it's just been through so much uh, to get that thing the way it looks right now, which I think it looks pretty doggone good right now. So. Yeah, I agree. It, looks it looks amazing. Really yeah. All right, next up is Shannon Tyra. Shannon is an artist with an interest in faux painting and foam working, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and she is a, me uh, a member of CalHaunt and currently serves as the organizing committee member for the group, which I'm sure is a lot of fun. <laughs> Shannon, her cats. Uh, what was your favorite part of the Hall of Shadow entrance this year? Um, I'd have to say it wasn't any particular thing that we worked on, because um, I think I kind of had my hands on everything um, a little bit. Um, it was actually these people right here. I love the, um, they're like a family. They're so much fun, so much laughter. Yes, a little bit of alcohol was involved. <laughs> but um, that's my favorite. That was what I looked forward to every weekend because we got tired. We got real tired. And it yeah. was hot and miserable, but we kept showing up and we kept laughing and we kept having a great time. So that was it, really. <laughs> I know well, that's, that's interesting. A corny answer. That's a, a corny answer. No, but that's what it takes. You have to, you're doing really hard work. You have to enjoy yourself. Absolutely. If you're going there and you work and it feels like work, eh, you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you do it for free. Sick people. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have Jason Thompson down here. He creates, created multiple successful haunts and themed experiences growing up in the Central Valley and he joined Rotten Apple in 2007 and in 2011 he partnered uh, in creating Old Town Haunt which was located in Pasadena and shortly thereafter Neil Patrick Harris created the annual upscale haunt for the Magic Castle um, and he currently is part of the Ghost Train team and 
in Griffith Park, if you've been in to experience that. Um, Jason, what was your favorite part of the Hall of Shadows this year? Watching everybody drink. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. I, I feel like we should have gotten some tiki drinks before we came up here. Greg makes a good Gregor, Gregor Rita. So, <laughs> but yes, for me, it'd be a Dum Dum. Awesome. Working all that audio. If you were to go back there and look at that audio, it's just a spaghetti of chords everywhere just to get that thing working. And what we did is we have a camera and a microphone so that way the person behind the scenes can look, uh, look and see the people and actually physically interact with those people. So that was, that was very good. That's awesome. It's like the, the magical fountain in Islands of Adventure. All right. And finally on the panel, correct? Hey. All right, man. <laughs> Last but not least. Look, I love you. I can't pronounce your last name. <laughs> I need you to help a girl out. <laughs> Actually, I don't think any of us know. He can that. pronounce it no, really, really good. good. No, <laughs> All right, well, let it, let it roar. Hey, I'm uh, Dmitry Slabotsky. 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 Say it again. Slabotsky. Oh. One more time. Children. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Dmitry comes to us. Um, he was uh, born and raised in Kiev, Ukraine, which is where that beautiful accent comes from. Uh, Dmitry is the founder of Haunted Grounds Home Haunt in, in uh, Granada Hills, and he's created his own animatronic features, many of which you will see in the Hall of Shadows. So, Dmitry, uh, tell us about the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a, our, our joke. It's like before, it's a first meeting uh, when the, we start planning uh, our uh, Hall of Shadow like about six months ago. That's our first meeting when we decide what we're going to do. So for the joke, you know, I bring some airplane parts like a joke to the uh, Preston because we like, we, we still talking about we're going to build airplane or not, no airplane and uh, Pay back to me was like five minutes later, Diane came out with a monkey. And she's like, okay, that's your monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, we, if we have a monkey, we have to build monkey. So those two monkeys on top, hopefully they're still running when you see, when you're coming in. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully, yeah, because uh, they've been uh, so crazy to me. Monkey is my back. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> unbel unbelievable. It's like, it's, uh, you know, sometimes you, you work your days off, it's always running. And when it's supposed to run, it doesn't want to run. It's uh, always wants to kill you. And uh, that's why it's, don't ask me about my favorite. Uh, that's my, I don't like that. <laughs> it's, that, that, that challenge and uh, that, was, that, that challenge was killing me. And, uh, but it's like, you know, it's, uh, and uh, like I want to back to, sh uh, like Shannon said about family, you know what? It's, uh, it's always been challenge. And uh, for me, I love challenges, you know, and like, you know, Diana or somebody come out with an idea, let's do it. And I say, you know what, it's a challenge, let's do it. And I have an idea how to do it. And like, you know, like monkey, for example, uh, I weld that old, um, uh, everything on our website and our Facebook, Facebook, uh, Facebook page. I have no idea how to weld. I go to YouTube, I borrow the welder, and like one week, week later, uh, I have a frame. 
So just it's always challenge, and I love accept challenges. You know that that would probably wouldn't happen uh, if I probably like you know not in this group, and uh, like you know it's so basically our group is like a family. You know like it's we we spending lots of time as a family. We sacrificing our own time and uh, and our own family time. Like uh, my son and my mom so here and. Uh, Tomorrow is my anniversary with my wife. Woo! Happy uh, anniversary! anniversary. Uh, 24 years. And uh, Greg got last week anniversary, yeah. 30, 34 years. So it's, uh, it's great. So it's always families. Uh, we like we supporting each other in our group. We love each other. You know what? And our and you have to be supporting our in our family. Like we, we'll, you know, my all my family, my key, my son, my mom, my my wife, always support you. So we can't do without. So that's number one for me. It's always like that. So. Okay. And Dimitri likes to set challenges. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love challenges. <laughs> that's right. So he also likes to play with his monkey. And just really, <laughs> and just really quick. The people in the front row also helped out, so if you want to introduce yourself really quick. Uh, Jim Macias. Amanda Macias. <laughs> Pamela Parake. Gwen Simlin. David Rosenthal. Marissa Cano. Javier Cano. <laughs> Devin Telegman. Yep. Gary Landon. Sylvia, Sylvia Vega. Tim Fowler. <laughs> Pam's too far away from the mic, but I can't get to her. <laughs> Just scream it. Eric. 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 <laughs> in the back. Oh, Darren. Darren. And Darren. Yeah, we wouldn't have the trailer without All right, so this is actually um, going to be kind of a Q&A format for everybody that's up here. Um, if you have a question on about how to build a haunt, how to design a haunt, even if it's a specific thing like a pneumatic or anything that you want to know, these guys have the knowledge. Uh, so you can go up to Jason. He has the microphone. You can ask the question, and our panel will go ahead and answer that for you. Don't go to them. <laughs> um, before we do that, though, we, we want uh, someone to take the opportunity to, because um, we have a lot of Calhans people here, but there are people listening who may not know what it is that yeah. you do. So if someone could uh, kind of give us an overview of, what, of who you are and, and what you're about and what you make. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a two-fisted kind of drinker. Will I not be a two-fisted kind of... Talker. Talker. So Cal Haunts, I'm one of the old members yeah, here. We're the next uh, Diane and I both joined at about the same time. I did a little bit before. Yeah. Um, back in the old days, we'll say, <laughs> there was a couple of lists that you could join, like Haunt Al. They were online. They were really primitive. There was no real interaction. Uh, Later, there were some campouts by people who would like to do haunting. They'd kind of get together. They'd go out and kind of have a party and build sets, per se, but not, not a lot. Uh, during that duration in, in Northern California, there were some people who said, you know, this, this Halloween's starting to grow, and, and we should put on kind of some shows. Now, there were party shows and some other events that went on back in Chicago and back east that started to sell Halloween. It started to become and grow. And during that duration, uh, gentlemen started some shows up in, in Santa Maria. And the nucleus of this group kind of met there and started there. This group was actually originally a women's only haunt club. Southern California Ladies Haunters Society. Yes. And they um, realized fairly quickly that we enjoy this, but we don't have all the technical knowledge. 
We don't have all the ideas of what we'd like to do. And therefore, they kind of knew some of these other people that are also still with our group and invited them in. And that inception then became uh, the, the Cal Haunts group. Uh, there were two districts. There was like a northern area and a southern area. Um, but we've been welcoming about anybody all across the board. And, and truly what we really are is a group of people who meet monthly, help each other design something, build something to take to their haunt to be able to use. And that is really what Cal Haunts is all about. Awesome. So if you have a question, once again, just uh, head on up here to Jason. While we're waiting for a question, I have one because you guys did some projection mapping last year uh, in the Frankenstein Castle. And I wanted to know what are some of the challenges that you faced uh, with the projection mapping? Talk to the Russian guy. The fact that that's the response is, is worrisome. I did it. <laughs> Okay, uh, challenges, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted, yeah. Two, yeah, that was, uh, we have a fire going on in the windmill, yes, uh, last year, and um, this year we're gonna do with volcano. Challenges, like last year, for example, I uh, have no idea how to build a f uh, fire, right? So I went online, started doing YouTube. Guys, YouTube is YouTube, right? It's, you have everything, you need just to find it. I found, like, how the people making fire, uh, I realized they're using, like, a soft, like, Cinema 4D, or some additional, they have free versions now, how to create a fire, and uh, I said, okay, how can, now how can map that fire? Challenge is, windmill in the city of Burbank, and I'm building, uh, I'm making a, a software in, a, in a Granada Hills, how to put it together. So that's like, okay, I need to do mapping. And mapping needs to be happen fast, so basically when I have a windmill on set, I need to map it on a, on a set. So it's, it's more technical stuff, I just did my class. I'll show how to do the easiest way. Last year, we plugged my computer, we ran it, and uh, one, one hour later, everything crashed because somebody, somebody next door was, I mean, next, uh, using air compressor, was killing the computer. So it's a, like, it's a challenge, but you know, that's what happened, and, uh, but we fixed it. This year, we come out, okay, we need a volcano, and uh, Diane Dmitri, can you do lava, lava flow? <laughs> I like, no clue about lava, I don't know how to, uh, how to, uh, challenge, accepted. challenge accepted. <laughs> was, uh, let me see what I can do, because if, if you try to buy that software, it's, uh, like it's, it's so expensive, and now I realize we have people now, we have new members now, they're part of the like, movie studio, so they can help, but uh, like, uh, like for the last year, I have nobody to ask, you know, and like, like I, I do myself, and so now that lava, basically, it's uh, using a Raspberry Pi, I create that flow, and, uh, and uh, uh, special effects in the background, like explosion, and uh, fire uh, done by Preston, uh, using uh, like a thing like Arama. Yeah. So that's like it's a big challenge. It's also everything was done separate. Uh, volcano was in uh, Burbank, and they just in lava meet the volcano yesterday. Wow. <laughs> so before you accept these challenges, how many Gregoritas <laughs> do you have? <laughs> and I don't drink at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. All right, so I have a, a question. So those, the concepts that you're building and with projection mapping and things, these are kind of advanced 
things that you're working on, and it's based on decades upon decades of experience. The, the idea of the podcast is how do you get started to do this? And all of these are independent haunters that came together to kind of help each other and, tr and teach each other and share, hoping to build something bigger than individually. But where does that, that person who has the space, has a little bit of cash, and has a vision, where do they start? What is the very first thing that they have to do? Like, 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 you know, it's like one hour ago it was a class and a show uh, and a class. Actually, it's gonna, I'm probably going to post it on our, on our group. Um, you need a computer. Everybody got a computer in the house. And a projector from eBay, 50 bucks. And software is free. It's only and after that, it's lots of tutorials. If you're going to, uh, I'm going to post a link, probably in our group, or uh, show the link, uh, like where, how to download the software. Everything with digital decoration is very expensive, just remind you. Like, and promise, what I realize, it's not too many tutorials because people making money. And if you want something digital, it's a concert, concert halls, or bars, restaurants, you want to ask somebody, oh, how did you do it? Nobody's going to share it. Because in, in our group, we open. That's why we, like, we, we have a class for projection mapping. So before, I'm going to do like, another presentation. Like, that's why we come out together. You know, I got that idea, and like, somebody helping me. You don't need lots of, now, like, you, know, like it's, uh, you don't need lots of money. You just you need just, uh, like computer, projector, and uh, software, and, and, like, and, and I can show how to do it. Like, I did it like a presentation one hour ago, how it was done, you do it for free. And you can do that volcano, basically, for free. Cool. Well, you can. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be handing out Dimitri's number after the podcast. If you have any questions, you can just text him. Um, so for uh, Diane and Preston, you guys have ran Rotten Apple for 29 years. Um, over the years, what uh, has been one of the biggest hurdles for doing a home haunt for that many years? I mean, for me, my downfall was neighbors. Uh, so, all right, well, uh, so how do you get past that hurdle every year? We haven't. It's, an, it's funny because we had issues with the build and they, they protested and now they're going to try to get permit parking so that way we can't have people parking at our house and then they called code enforcement on us and so it's an ongoing problem and we've tried sucking up to neighbors we've tried you know and Wine trying to be bottle. really really nice to them and trying to involve them in all this and we'll just see how long we last I mean yeah only takes one person to shut you down. Casey and knows we, that. Yeah. <laughs> see a lot of haunts nowadays that are going under because of one or two complaints. And one of the things we did a while ago, which we hadn't thought about when we did it, but we kept getting people saying, well, we want to give you something for this. You know, this is really great. You know, we want to give you some money for it. And of course, at a residential house, you can't take money because then you're in a business and that's instant no way. So what we did was we started taking uh, money for charities. And the first charity I think we collected for was uh, Habitat for Humanity because it was Katrina earthquake, or earthquake hurricane. Uh, after that, we realized that we're not really making that much money uh, to give to a big charity, uh, the Red Cross or United Way and things like yeah, that. Yeah. But a local charity, it makes a huge difference. 
and also with being able to say that, hey, we are giving to the local Friends of the Animal Shelter or the local Boys and Girls Club. That has garnered a lot of community support where now you've got more people that are to counteract those one or two people that hate you totally and are going <laughs> to do anything they can and say anything they can. And we've had one of our neighbors say that everybody on the block hates you. And, well, we went around and did a petition and just asked them, you know, do you hate the haunt? Said, no, we're fine with the haunt. Most of the people were. There were a couple of people. And we have people coming by and stopping, and, and we can sell uh, the idea of the haunt as a public service. We've even gotten permission to have some of our apprentices uh, from the schools get community service credit for working in our haunt. Uh, so overall, that has a big impact in your community. Is we're good people. We're not just strange weirdos that do dark things. <laughs> not just. Yeah. Not just. Yeah. Not just. <laughs> All right. So we have a first question right over here. Hi there. Um, I understand that Dimitri's learned everything via YouTube, so I'm not going to ask him this. Everybody else on the panel, did you have the knowledge in animatronics, electronics, and all this stuff before you started? Or did you start doing this and then you gained that knowledge as you went further? So my first uh, motor-driven prop was a rotisserie motor. And my first pneumatic was my homemade air ram out of PVC pipe. So now those become explosive and don't ask yes. me how I know those become explosive. <laughs> Put a little too much air to them and then also as time the PVC begins to flex and crack and becomes a, a moving projectile. So it's no, there, it's you know seeing something or believing something. Uh, before I came to this we were talking, we were at the Haunted Mansion uh, talk and that was the inceptus for God that's amazing. I don't know how they did that but I've got to learn how to do that. And the good thing about this group is there are people who have learned to manipulate materials in different ways and that we share that manipulation, you know, whether it be faux painting or construction or welding or, or any of those things. Generally, it's we go to Home Depot, we buy a lot of shit, <laughs> and then we buy some more because we messed up the first time. <laughs> then we buy a little more and by then, by God, we might have an actual prop that works. So. It, it's trial and error, and there's nothing wrong with that. Even in an error, you've learned something to make the next one better. So if, if I could advocate anything, whether you know how to do it or not, it's, it's that desire to give it a try and do your best with it. And then reach out to all the people who can help you do that. Well, yeah, Calhans is one of those, when we joined, we wanted to step it up to the next level. And so we, we found Calhans, actually my daughter did, and it was great because the things we knew, but then somebody else there knew how to make it happen. We knew parts of it and stuff, and then we could talk to, you know, like Scary Terry, and for those that know him, and, and stuff like that. And, okay, that's how you make that skull talk. That's how, you know, or I remember one of the, one of the first meetings that we went to, that, remember back in the day they had a bubble witch head in, in the yeah. bubble, okay? We took it to a Calhoun's meeting, and the guys all hacked it, tore it apart, and figured out how they could hack it by the end of the meeting. 
It was like we had all, it was really hysterical. It was everybody swarmed this little head that we'd bought on the way there. And they're all, and that's what Calance is about, is you've got all this mass knowledge, a little bit that everybody knows. We can all put it together and help build something really cool. Like a spinning tunnel. Like a spinning tunnel. <laughs> so how did you come, out with, come up with the ideas for the themes of the haunt? It's just what you want to build for me. So if um, I'm artistic, so I like to paint and draw and carve. So I like to think of ideas that I think people would enjoy, that they would um, want to see and want to experience, but mostly, kind of selfishly, things that I want to build because it would be fun to do. I have a question. How do you build a haunt in your house if you're a youngin without destroying all of the things in the house. <laughs> it's easily done. We still have the screws in our ceiling to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> so my daughter started, it was all, we started this because of her birthday. She liked, her birthday is October 26th. We had birthday parties. So we thought, okay, one of the birthday parties, let's do a little haunted house for the kids to go through. So, I mean, we put props in closets, you know, gremlins coming out of toilets, and, and they, they actually came in and we walled off part of our house with black felt, because that's all we could afford back then. And we went through and we screwed, put wires up and put screws in the ceiling and half of our house, so you go in one way and then went past all the way through and then came out the other way. And um, so, I mean, you know, it was a little crazy when we bought the bark and we took all of our furniture out and made a graveyard with bark and everything. That was a little stupid, but... Um. <laughs> also, the earthquake that took Oh, place. yeah, the earthquake was great because our walls cracked. And, <laughs> and it was really cool. And Preston, being a building inspector, couldn't, couldn't fix it because he was busy. And so I told him, I said, okay, just leave it. Halloween, we'll stick some body parts out of it. And, and after Halloween, you got to fix my walls. I'm not living with it. But it was great. We had extra cool stuff for, after the earthquake. <laughs> awesome. We've got another question over here. Yeah. Uh, about your processes that you, that, you, uh, that you design these with, do you guys start out with storyboards and break it down into sections and then you know, take each section? Or, or how do you, what, what's your process in, in, doing the, in doing these themes? I have a process. Yeah, Greg has a process. <laughs> so uh, our haunt has a, has a ongoing uh, backstory. Uh, there's a core backstory about, uh, you know, we live in the city of Palmdale. It's about um, a group of people who came out of the Midwest uh, and, and were early settlers in the city of Palmdale. <clears throat> we then uh, take that story every year and adjust the story um, to create a new version of the haunt. It's always Restless Souls Manor. It always uh, focuses on a, on a house. However, um, in different years, there's been different stories. So the very first year, we had the story of the bride. And so it was a story that was about uh, the farmer that built the house and this uh, woman he was courting, and she disappears and uh, reappears uh, dead on uh, uh, Halloween night. 
And then uh, we did stories where we had a set of witches. Well, what you didn't know is that in the story of the bride, she disappeared because it was a coven of witches that had, had stolen her uh, and needed to, needed to use her for a ritual. But that was part of the previous year's story. But we had these witches in, the, in, the, in another year. Um, and so the, w the way the process works is we start with a story. So we start with a story, then we, then we flesh out what spaces are in that story, right? So it's a house, so it's got certain kinds of rooms in it. Um, there's bedrooms and, and could be kitchens and bathrooms and, you know, um, there, there could be, because it was a, you know, a old Victorian home or whatever, maybe there was a barn out back, those kinds of things. So we flesh out all those spaces and then we begin to, to fill in the idea with characters, who are the characters in those spaces, and then that drives the costumes, and those characters need props, and they need decor in those spaces. So if there's bedrooms, there have to be beds. If there's a, a sitting room, there have to be chairs, and if there's a dining room, there's gotta be a table and plates and all those things. So we, we start it with the story, work in the spaces, then the characters, then the props, which then also then drive things like sound, uh, ambient sound, lighting, that kind of thing. So that's how that's how we do it. For Rotten Apple, we go through and, and we come up with ideas. We have a book of just ideas of things that we just think are cool and stuff. And unlike Greg, we think of the story after we've figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> you have this really neat scene or this really neat prop. You know, we want to do this. This will really scare people. You know, okay. okay, well now, how do you get to there? And then once you're there, how do you get out of there? And so that when the people come, they feel like they've actually experienced something. They've gone someplace. They've done something that they ordinarily do. And the more you get them synced into the story and thinking, oh, this is, you know, this could really happen they buy into this is real. So the scares become really easy. So this is, we've been kind of talking about the art approach and, and kind of expressing yourself and how you're going to make this haunt really awesome. You have to staff that haunt. How do you find and keep people who are as passionate about that haunt as you are? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Booze? <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... <laughs> That was my wife saying, you marry them. Yeah, so you, you know, for us, we, we tap into family a lot and friends, have some very close friends uh, that help us out uh, with the haunt. So, uh, and then uh, you have friends of friends and things like that. Uh, it, it is kind of amazing that when you, um, you know, say, hey, we're gonna do this thing, it, people kind of look at you like you're crazy, but once they see it, they get excited about it and they're, they're like, wow, I really wanna, I wanna help with that, it's really cool. people who will stick with you and actually um, stay with you every weekend and help you build or help you create or uh, staff the haunt itself whether it scares or whatever I mean it it dies because without that support system it goes nowhere it doesn't matter how much money you have unless of course you're gonna pay all your staff but yeah. you know we don't no, do that at home haunts 
There's a haunt mom, right? At, at our haunt, right? So we feed, we feed and booze people. That helps, that's the retention part, right? The recruitment part is, hey, we wanna do this really fun thing. You know, the retention part is, uh, we'll feed you uh, well. And suck at our house, they don't get it on my house. <laughs> <laughs> they starve. You know, Pop tarts is it, we, that's we have, all they get. We have food and cocktails, that, 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 that seems to help keep people around. We don't have around. cocktails either. <laughs> And then it seems that there's a, there's a common theme among everyone that's part of Cal Haunts, and it's your attitude about the kind of work that you do. It's that outlook that you're positive, and you know, like shit rolls downhill. And like if you're positive and you're willing to work hard and dedicate all that, that sweat equity into it, the people who you've acquired will also do that. And it seems that that plays a big role in your stuff as well. Yeah, it really does. I mean, we have, we have a crew that have helped us for a lot of years, and it is not our haunt, it's their haunt too. It's, you know, I mean, everybody's give, always gives us credit for it, but we couldn't do half of what we do without Galen that's here in the audience and stuff that helps us every step of the way. We have family members that help. He helps sometimes. No. <laughs> and um, I married in. Yeah. <laughs> Sucked him in. As I said, he came to help and never left. And believe me, that was a hard married in. <laughs> The whole, the whole first year I was there, I was just deflected, deflected, deflected <laughs> by uh, Melissa Meyer. <laughs> um, so I have a question that we actually got on Facebook after I posted we were doing this panel. Um, someone asked, what is, as far as scares go, what is the cheapest yet most effective scare that you could put into your haunt? That, you know, the thing that'll just get people every time, but doesn't cost a lot to implement. Trash can trauma. Yeah. I've had people wet themselves. I've had a woman drop her child. <laughs> I have, yes. I felt both elation and I felt fear. Guy, explain what a trash can trauma okay, is. Okay, so trash can trauma is really one of the very oldest props that you could actually find on the internet when it got started. And it basically, it was a trash can, an airline running into that trash can, a piece of pipe, with a piece of PVC pipe over the top of it, a cap on it, actually I used clear tape, fishing line to hold it, and a valve. And you would turn that on and it would go, boom! You put a head on top of it, you'd hit it, you'd hear this thump, and all of a sudden there's a head in front of people. And they just don't know that's coming. Now, haunting has become much more sophisticated now, but still, it's startle is always a great thing. An unexpected startle is always well worth it. No matter how you do that, whether that's a live actor, an animatronic, uh, somebody jumping up behind the tree and saying, boo. Truly, that is, but a trash can trauma is truly one of the, the best There's al school. There's also the bit of, you don't really have to, there's the anticipation that something's mm -hmm. gonna happen. Yeah. And that's sometimes the, the, you set the scene and set them up so they, they know something's gonna happen. And a lot of times you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Right, <clears throat> I was yeah. just gonna say, actually, probably some of the most affordable things you can do is have an actor, right? Because whatever that costs you to have that actor, if that's, you know, a couple pieces of pizza and some sodas, you know, that's great. Um, because I will tell you that you will get much more out of an actor than any inanimate uh, prop. So they're very inexpensive. Um, they're not easy to come by, but they're inexpensive. Uh, something that's really cheap that, that uh, you get a lot of bang for buck out of, uh, just silly enough, um, 
some fishing line hanging down that people walk through. I'm yes. telling you right now, yes. they, it, it will cost you about five cents and you will get a, you get a rise out of every single person that hits it. Black thread. We black didn't thread. have fishing yeah. line. We used black thread. Yeah. They come um, up the patio to get the candy and, and it was a black thread, no, right. no light, just the pumpkin up there and, and the screams of what is this? What, what has gotten me? But if you want, an, if you want a, a mild cost, a fantastic object, the drop panel, yes. by far, it, you, people can see it. They can be looking right at it. And when it happens, they still are startled every time. So, you know, for around 100 bucks, you can make a, a really bang-up bang drop panel. So. I'm not part of this group. I'm just sitting here. But also, I wanted to contribute to that, is the shaker can. It's oh, just yeah. a simple, stupid thing, but it is so efficient in the right hands. It's also annoying in the wrong hands, but <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a little but bit a shaker like can in the right sauce. place is just beautiful. Oh, and we have a question right over Hello. here. Um, where do you guys find your inspiration? Is it on Pinterest? Is it from movies? Is it from other haunts uh, to incorporate each? upcoming year that's the newest and coolest thing to attract audiences to come to your haunt? A lot of our ideas are generated by our other haunts. You're talking about a haunt, you're talking about scares, and you're saying, well, wouldn't it be cool if it did this? Yeah, but that doesn't fit in what we're doing this year. You know, we're doing an insane asylum. You know, and then we decide, well, what if the insane asylum was on a sunken ship? You know, no, that doesn't work. But now we've got to start thinking about what could you do in a sunken ship? You could have eels and tentacles, and people hate tentacles. People hate to be, you know. uh, So, like Diane said, we have kind of a book of ideas and things and we developed them and some of them we work on for several years we had uh, we were going to do a toy store okay it can be creepy with things that move and things okay but if you do it like toys r us you know you've got to make 16 boxes of monopoly it's games that, you know uh and boring you know okay we're not going to do that so we ended up, after about four years of various different things, doing Kill Petto's custom toy shop. So now you have a reason why you only need one or two of a specific toy. Now, and this isn't some commercial thing. This is the, the private little. And it ended up as, as Geppetto's evil brother that did in Geppetto because he was jealous. And so... Develop the stuff. Think about it. Think about what is creepy and what is weird and what is going to make people uncomfortable. Because, again, if they're uncomfortable but kind of believable in why they're uncomfortable, easy scares. If you want to talk about uncomfortable, Preston has done many times uh, drag. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, a creepy old man with gray hair with big boobs. That's pretty creepy. But to answer the question specifically, I do actually use Pinterest quite a bit. I use Pinterest, Pinterest for, for image, you know, for image uh, 
kind of inspiration. And then I asked Shannon to do it for me. <laughs> like I said, in the old days, we had like Hauntel, and it was all yeah. a description of, of what, you know, it was, we passed these ideas along. Technology has driven that now we can see the image, whereas back then it was a discussion, and when the internet kind of came along, the, the flying crank ghost is the one that really affects. Uh, when Ferguson put that out online, that changed the haunt society. He took something he saw at Disneyland the in the small world, took it home, and made a prop that any of us could build out of cheesecloth and a hanger. You just, when you see those kind of ideas, you think, yeah, I can do that, and this year I'm going to put that to that. And I like them. I've got a book that's got 50 different ideas, and one will strike Unfortunately, I'm always almost too late to make it happen. I had 12 dragons and 60 skeletons fighting in my yard last year. Game of Thrones is a big deal. So I put up a, a, a war in my front yard. So it's, it's what you, strikes your interest at that time. You think, that's different, that's cool, that might be scary, that's what I want to take. So yeah, books, magazines, movies, watch the old movies. The old classics oh, yeah. are always the best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was gonna ask, um, do you guys audition actors? Like say it's somebody you don't know, there's like, I love your haunt, I wanna work it. Do you guys audition them? Do you guys have them hang around a bit and work with you a little bit to get to know them? Haven't had that happen yet. No? No. I mean, we, everybody that has been in our haunt has come to us through, um, you know, through somebody, right? So they're my kids' friends um, or, you know, our personal friends or what have you, uh, or friends of friends, right? Yeah. So we, yeah, you know, fr family, so anybody. We kind of get around that because we do have people that have come to us and says, oh, this looks like fun. This looks like I want to come and be an actor. Okay, well, our policy is you don't just come and play. You have to come and work the build. Help you help build. build, help do something. You know, there's stuff that just about anybody can do. Painting, you know, maybe you don't know tools. But like I said, we've had apprentices that we've brought up from, and <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and that way, they have to invest some time before they can have their fun. Because so a lot of them don't realize. They just want to come help do the fun. And especially, like, we get a lot of kids that want to come help. Yeah. And, um, and that usually stops them. You, can, you know the true dedicated kids? Mm -hmm. because they're willing to get in there they're willing to help there we had one kid that came to us when he was seven and we're going okay is this gonna work you know I mean the walls would have flattened him I mean he was trying to help move walls <laughs> and all this but we've had the policy that you got to come help that means you got to they can paint a floor it may not look all that great but you know you can go paint later over it but they've got to know that it's just not fun it's work and so you know they just got to put in the extra little bit of work to have the fun. Nice. And we have a question over here. Hi. Um, I'm not sure if you covered this because I wasn't here at the very beginning, but um, I it's, it seems like you guys use some of your own property, but do you have any tips about getting other property and how would you do you go through the realtor? Like how would you rent it? And then also like what kind of permits would you need is it it's not film la like i just wanted to ask if you could have any insight to any of that 
<laughs> Many of us use our own homes for good reason. Oh, yeah. Going outside, permitting, as you hear, some of our events are permitted events. Some of them suffer the slings and arrows accordingly. Uh, going commercial, which basically what that becomes once you go off your home property, you start many liabilities, insurances, inspections. Uh, costs are the biggest driver that stops that truly from many go out and try it and don't last long at it. Yeah, I was, <clears throat> don't have personal experience, but I know from talking with other people, right? Uh, within the group or, or even outside. Um, partnering with uh, local municipalities or charities, um, be that a school or a parks and recs or something like that, if you need a space, that might be a place to start because um, real estate in SoCal is a little expensive if you hadn't noticed. So uh, it's, it's extremely hard to find somebody that will give you any sizable amount of space on a short term, right? Because generally you only want it for maybe three or four months. Um, and trying to get somebody to, you know, rent you a space for that time, you know, it's, it's easy to rent a space for a day, it's, you know, or a weekend or even a week, but it's very hard to rent something for three months or four months. And then also too, I mean, the JCs back in the day, if you remember them, that was a big one. So what you could do too is reach out to cities and parks and them. They would sometimes sponsor stuff as well, especially if you do nonprofit for, for events and things. Um, and I can kind of speak a little bit to this because uh, our team, the Decay Brigade, we actually helped build the Huntington Haunt experience uh, down in Huntington Beach. And the way that that worked is we partnered with the Rotary Club as a charity and with the city themselves. And a lot of cities in SoCal actually have a haunted house permit that'll tell you absolutely every fire code you need to meet, every um, emergency exit you need to have, how many fire extinguishers for each size. Like it tells you everything you need. Uh, Huntington Beach was not one of those. They did not have any idea how a haunted house worked. So part of what we did was we actually worked with them and actually built the permitting system with the city. And so now they do have a haunted house permit that you can go online on their website and look at and it actually tells you everything you need to know about it. Um, so that would be one thing. You can actually go to the city sites, the permitting office site website and just type in haunted house permit and if they have one, it'll show up. But the insurance is another thing. The insurance is a total another thing, yeah. But that's part of something that you get when you work with a city is, or something like that is they, they're, they kind of help you so that you can help them. You're making money for them, you're promoting for them and putting in a lot of work and they're just giving you the money and then, you know, kind of taking it back. But on that, you know, they're, they're helping you with a lot of things like that, like paperwork and insurance and things like that. So you have that support if you can build that relationship and make it happen, but it's, it takes a long time and there are committees and it can get complicated. Like it, it's an option, but sometimes just doing it homegrown and doing it your own way, you have that control. There's, you know, there's still a liability. Actually, that was a question that I had later was when it comes to liability, you know, having it offsite versus like putting, these people are going into your house. You know, if you do end up using your own property, how, how that's different and what kind of responsibilities you take on as the owner going through something like that. I dropped my walkthrough. Mm -hmm. It was just the, there had been a fire and I don't remember how many years back that was now, but it was a big deal. 
was a home haunt, electrical fire inside. I think three people were killed. And it was after that, I mean, I enjoyed it and wanted to do something, but the liability of losing everything I've worked all my life for, I, I now mine never crosses my sidewalk. Everybody stays out. Now, these other people do it differently. Uh, but it, it's a huge challenge when you think about all those people. You know, and it's a litigious world anymore, unfortunately. Everybody's looking for something. Uh, and that has to be a deep consideration that you have to take before you start. That got That's one fast. of the reasons <laughs> we don't take money for ourselves. Because if you cross that line, yeah, it's pretty easy for somebody to say, hey, I paid for this, so now they're going to pay me. Where if you don't take in any money, you've got some other recourses to say, you know, hey, this is just a party, this is just friends, this is just people, uh, we don't have any financial liability in this, and you do. Uh, and you try to make it as safe as you can and maybe even go overboard in safety even more than some of the commercial haunts. We've been to commercial haunts that do stuff that I wouldn't want to do this in my house because <laughs> this looks like a surefire way of somebody getting hurt. And if they've got a million dollar insurance policy, maybe they don't care as much. But yeah, if you're at your haunt, you do. We had one instance where uh, my daughter uh, scared uh, a couple, actually it was the guy that she scared, so bad that he pushed his wife, girlfriend, significant other, whatever, down on a brick planter with roses and ran over her. And we thought, sure, that she was going to, she came away bloody because the roses got her and, you know, you know got, and, you know, yeah. oh, well, yeah. He, w he was so busy apologizing to her that I think the matter of liability didn't come up, fortunately. We had another kid come out screaming, throws himself on the sidewalk on his knees, cries hysterical for five minutes, won't talk to anybody, we're all going around. Diane mostly, because I was inside. <laughs> uh, and finally he calms down, and she says he takes a breath, gets up and says, God, that was great. I want to go again. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, I'm thinking we're going to get our asses sued. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're, it looks like we're pretty much out of time. We're right about 2.30. Um, so for people that don't know and want to join CalHaunts, what's the process? Where do they go? How do they join? <laughs> they, can, they can join through Facebook. That's the fastest way. You, you put in your request to join Facebook. I will, or the membership coordinator, not me, next year, um, will send you a, a message asking you for your email address and stuff. And then once we get that, then they will approve your request to join. And your real name. Oh, yeah, and your real name, because people are coming up with, you know, names so they can be, go on and keep their, you know, who they are. But we, we do ask that we get their real name and stuff. We're a club for real people that want to come and meet build. other real people and do things, build things, paint things, you know, make things. Uh, and we're not just online people that, you know, there's a lot of information you can find online, 
but we like to actually get together and be able to talk and and knock things around and and say well yeah i did that you know 10 years ago i did this well but now you can do the same thing with other materials and it's a lot easier and a lot cheaper and oh yeah hey, that's a good idea you know so every person in this room could be an expert on any one given thing uh, no matter how much experience you have or how much experience you don't have you can add to the mix and that's what Calhans is all about and i'd like to add on that is starting simple is not a sin and not oh, a crime. No. If it's a lit can. pumpkin and a paper mache or cardboard box tombstone that you've put out in your front yard, Absolutely. by God, I love you. And I think each and every person <laughs> starts that way, should start that way, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And Sometimes the more we nice see of that, that and the more that's out there, the more that this kind of industry, these kind of people, we can grow and enjoy. And uh, for those of you guys that have haunts, how do they find Restless Souls Manor and Rotten Apple and um, yours, your yard display? I don't advertise at all. I don't want, I get over a thousand people coming. I spend hundreds of dollars in candy because I live close to a, a poor community. My house they come to because it's safe. My wife is a teacher in the hood and her mm -hmm. kids all come to my house and that is my community service. I don't advertise. I don't need more. I truly, I don't. <laughs> uh, <so. laughs> well, Restless Souls Manor has restlesssoulsmanor.com. We're also on Facebook, Restless Souls Manor, so that's how you would find us. Same with us, Rotten Apples on Facebook, rottenapple907.com. We've got a website, and then on Facebook. All right, well, thank you, Calhots, for joining us here on our first live podcast. <laughs> Thank you for everybody that came out. I hope you have an awesome midsummer screen. Do you have anything else to add? No, thank you so much, you guys, for being here, for sharing all of your experience. Thanks to everyone who showed up. Thanks to Vince for recording. Thanks to my family for being here. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. You guys make haunting you know, a little bit more fun and a little bit more um, worthwhile because you can see what hard work and focus can actually make. I think it's awesome. So there you go, our very first official live podcast from Midsummer Scream 2019. Special thanks to Rick West, Gary Baker, David Marklin, and everybody who allowed us to do this amazing episode for you guys. And a very special thanks to Cal Haunts and all the hard work they put into the Hall of Shadows this year. And make sure to go check out their haunts this Halloween season. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Tales from the Fog, on Facebook at Tales from the Fog. You can follow Veronica at Veronica Voices. And until next time, we'll see you in the fog. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.